um, in 2017, like when I was really close to like putting the book out, my mom passed away from cancer. And so that was very devastating, um, really hard um, for myself, for my family. And to this day, it still is. But I feel like that happening really put a fuel in me to make me go after my dreams. And one of the lessons I learned from my mom passing is that I had to live life for myself. Because like people say we only get one life, but we get to really live life every day. You know, and so I wasn't living life for real. I was just kind of going through the, the motions. And so I decided to move to New York. That's when I moved to New York. I lived there for two years and New York was like my new start. You know, I went through something very traumatic in Atlanta, lost my mom and I was like, I have to like do something else. So I went to New York and it just gave me a new fire. It was like, I got a new start, you know? And so that's when I finished the book and put it out. Like I was working at the job there my numbers were close to a million a month. They started dropping because I was focusing on my book. They gave me a pink slip. They was like, you fired. I was like, okay, I already cleaned my desk off. No problem. Um, You're ready so to go. I was ready because I knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Um, but yeah, like I put the book out. And so it just was like, it was such a great journey, but it taught me so much about myself. Like I had to go through so many challenges and so many transitions that I never knew like, why did I have to go through it just to produce this? But I believe that, you know, God uses those moments and they're hard, you know, because I know some people are probably going through some really tough things in life, you know, mm -hmm. and it may feel like, why me? You know, but it's like, why not you? Because God can use any broken place of your life and make you great. And it's not about fame or success. It's about making an impact and influencing people, you know? And I feel like that's something my mom would definitely have wanted for me. And so I just used that and I just looked at it in my life and I was like, I can, I can use this and I can, I can use the hard stuff, I can use the ashes and I can turn it into beauty. And mm -hmm. so that's what I did going through that. So you gotta just go through the process. Life is mm -hmm. processes, it's hard stuff. It's a lot of trauma. How's it going powerful people? My name is Edouard Gilles and I wanna thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Unlimited Power Show. This show is a show where we shine light on your unlimited capability to achieve greatness. How do we do that? We bring great people on the show. And today is Nikki Price. Thank you for coming on the show, Nikki. How thank you, doing? you for having me. It's an amazing time. I'm really excited to be here. Well, thank you for sharing your light, sharing your unlimited power. <laughs> That's what it's about. Totally. So one thing I always do is allow you to give yourself an introduction, introduce you, your story, your purpose, your reason for being to the audience. So why don't you tell us more about you and what you do? Absolutely. So I would start off just saying, you know, I love to help women. I love to empower women and teach them self-love and awareness and positive self-talk. And I feel like underneath all of that is a woman who's very open, loving, vulnerable, connected, compassionate. And so I have a vision for the world that looks like me just teaching people how to be great amongst teaching myself to do the same. And so I feel like if we can all get together and work together, we can create unlimited power. Mm -hmm. And that's really beautiful. And I feel like my purpose is to inspire people, to impact them, to do greater works, greater works for the kingdom of God, and really be their best selves. Be able to tap into that internal power that we all have, that authority. And I feel like when we do that, we're able to conquer anything in life. And life becomes so much more beautiful. And so I'm excited that I get to be a part of that, that I get to share my gift with so many people. And it's just a blessing. It's a blessing to be here. It's a blessing to share with others as well. So. I know one of the major things that you do is speaking, right? And just like we're underneath lights here, let's say you're standing on stage, <laughs> yeah. you're looking at the lights, you're stepping outside, walking in, and just looking at people ready to soak in knowledge or get some inspiration and motivation. What's going on in your mind and in your gut at that time? You know, when I first started speaking, I was always so nervous, you know, because I felt like, I don't know, I wanted to do well. I wanted people to receive me. I wanted to, you know, I wanted them to come to me after and say, oh, you did so good, you mm -hmm. know? And then I stopped making it about myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I started to just stepping in, I started to step in my power and understand that I'm not going out for me. It's not about me, mm -hmm. you know? It's not about if I do good or not. It's about, um, are these people in the room receiving the word that I believe that God has given me for them? Mm -hmm. And so I just trust, I trust my gift. I trust God. and. I just try to go out with my mind really clear and I'm just being open and setting my intention 
you know, because I really want to connect with people in a, a genuine way that helps them understand who they are. You know, I have a really great gift to see the potential in someone. Like, see their potential, mm -hmm. identify it, and just say, like, this is really who you are. Mm -hmm. Like, and if you were to tap into that, your life will be unstoppable, you know? And so, I just try to go out with an open mind and just an open heart to give, because I know I'm in the space to give. And I had to learn that, mm -hmm. you know? I wasn't always that vulnerable and open and connected. It took coaching that I have coaches. It took um, being honest with myself and my story and um, wanting to support other people through theirs. And so I just, now I just go out free and I'm just ready to rock the house every time <laughs> I get the opportunity to do it. Tell us about like a transformational moment for someone else uh, in, in regards to you actually hosting a workshop or a seminar. I see these women as just so powerful you know, and they are powerful, they know that, you know. But just to see them go from the beginning of all of us having our own like beliefs where we don't feel like, okay, we can we do this? Can we accomplish this? And um, just hearing their stories and talking to them and then seeing like after our workshops, how their faces light up, their eyes light up. And it's just a, a transformation. And that's really why I do the work mm -hmm. because I get to see the gift of transformation in other people. Mm -hmm. Like that's a gift to me. And so, like I said, I have a, a pleasure to work with them amongst a lot of women across the country. Um, but they're my, like one of my favorite groups of women and I just love working with them. They're all like my little sisters mm -hmm. and I just see them just like leveling up every day. Like I'm always on their pages like, oh my God, you look amazing. Mm -hmm. Like just, you know, commenting on their posts and stuff. But I just see the, the transformation. And I remember once also um, I had a program where I helped 15 women become published authors in 90 days or less. So when I wrote my book, I was like, I want to help women become published. And there were so many women who wanted to become authors. And like to see the women go through my program, they had limited beliefs as well. You know, they were like, I can't do this in 90 days. This is hard. I can't afford this. I don't know if this is going to happen. And just see them take themselves on and take on their egos. And like after the 90 days, which majority of them finished before 90 days, it was like, wow, you have a tangible gift now you can put your story out to the world but you also have become another person you become mm -hmm. transformed in the process so i think the greatest thing for me is just to see that people can take that as a gift and just be with that and it's amazing to me so how would you define being a woman <laughs> that's a great question womanhood i would say how yeah would like i don't feel like it has anything to do with age mm. you know i feel like it has everything to do with your heart for people, how you nurture other people, how you connect with other women. Um, I feel like it's about support. Mm -hmm. It's about going through some challenging stuff, but still being able to get up and become amazing. You know, I just, I think of the anatomy of a woman and like how we're able to create so much with just our bodies. Mm -hmm. Like you give us one small thing and we can transition it into something amazing. Like you, you give us a seed, we can make a child. Like our mm -hmm. bodies are able to reproduce in that beautiful way. And like anything you give us, we can like transition it into greater. Like mm -hmm. that's what I really feel like the touch of a woman can make any person's life greater if they're standing in their power, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like the real um, idea of a, of a woman is being empowered and being powerful. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean being dominant, mean, mm -hmm. nasty, that means wow, if I can meet you, I can see you, and I can, I can say to you, like, how can I support you? How can I love you? How can mm -hmm. I connect with you? What do you need? Mm -hmm. And I feel like women have a great gift with, with doing that. I know men do too, like, don't get Actually, me it's scientifically <laughs> it's scientifically proven that women have that edge on men. Mm -hmm. However, we use it against women sometimes to say that you're so into your feelings. Mm -hmm. But however, that intuition that women have is actually, it's, it's strengthened. Mm -hmm it's actually much higher than men. Yeah. Men are much analytical yeah. using their left brain. Women are more right brain. Yeah. So being able to tap into that, that spirit and that intuition is a gift that women has, but society then classifies it as a curse. So it's yeah. about balancing and getting, learning to be in tune with yourself. Like you said, empowering yourself. Mm -hmm. What does it mean like to be empowered? Yeah, that's good. I'm actually writing a new book, which will be out next month, mm -hmm. fingers crossed. Um, and it's called The Empowered Woman, so I-N-Powered. And it's talking about empowering yourself to stand in your power. So, so many, so many times, like, I meet women and I mentor women, and I hear them say, you know, I don't think I'm powerful. I don't think 
I'm beautiful. I don't think these things about myself. And I feel like when we take the time to like really self-educate ourselves as women, like we become greater, you know? Um, empowerment just simply means having strategic tools to put yourself in position. Like self-education, learning the value and learning the knowledge behind that. Like Jim Rohn said a quote, he said, um, formal education will make you a living, but self-education will make you a fortune. Mm -hmm. And it's so true, like you really spend time like pouring into yourself, you become more valuable. Mm -hmm. Like it's not about degrees or like going to college and university. I mean, those things are amazing, don't get me wrong. I went to college, you mm -hmm. know? And I, I tell people like, focus on your education, that's important. However, if you didn't get the opportunity to go to college, you still can make yourself very valuable mm -hmm. in the marketplace. You know, you can get certifications, you can um, get curriculums and courses and coaches. Like, you can get all of these things. Go to workshops, you mm -hmm. know? Find something that you need to, like, increase your life and become better for someone else. And not only for others, but for yourself, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like sometimes as women, we don't see the value in who we are. We're like, oh, well, I'm not good enough, I'm not, I'm, it's like we're never enough for anything. And it's like, well, when are we gonna get to the place of owning who we are and who God called us to be and just being okay with that? Mm -hmm. And I find beauty in just empowering myself and just, you know, learning and, and understanding who I am. And I wanna say this, my intellect, my knowledge, all of those things are amazing, but they're not who I am. Like, right. what I like to spend time in is, is knowing myself to my core, you know, like my heart and my genuine spirit and my compassion and my love for, for people. Like, to me, that's the real Nikki Price, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just think that's important. I feel like women have to, like, we have to tap into more of those core beliefs and really knowing that this is who God has called us to be in. That's how you become empowered. Mm -hmm. I got passionate there. I felt that. <laughs> I felt that too. You said it's not what you know, what you do, or what you have, it's who you are. So mm -hmm. how do you define that I? This is what it says. Who are you? Mm -hmm. What is your definition of the you? That's so good. You know what? I came to that understanding because um, I, I've always been really successful in, in career because I always wanted to make sure that I was... If I was in the room, I knew what I was talking about. Like I never wanted to be in a room and feel like I was being kind of like someone, someone was condescending towards me, or I just didn't know information. So I always like studied, and I always, you know, I had the dictionary.com app on my phone, like mm -hmm. looking up words. If I'm yeah. in a conversation, I didn't know the word. I was like, oh my god, let me look this up so I can increase my vocabulary because I wanted people to see me as a smart girl, mm -hmm. you know, and I wanted people to see me as the girl who was successful and knew how to make money and. I realized that I used that at a portion of my life to um, determine my value and self-worth. I thought success and the quantity of the things that you can purchase and having money and wearing designer, I thought those things made me va valuable and worthy. Mm -hmm. You know, and I had no idea that that wasn't true. Like I was trying to put my identity in how I looked on my exterior. So I made it look so perfect, so beautiful, and I showed up and I was so poised and intellectual. And then it was like, but what's going on with your spirit, you know? And I realized how depressed in that time of my life I was. I was very depressed and no one knew. Like I would go home to my fabulous home that I just spent all this money on, like <laughs> insane. Um, and that's what I thought it was, but then I realized that when I would go home to that same home, it was empty, no one was there, and I was always extremely sad, you know, just having those symptoms of depression because I just thought my worth was determined by something else, and that wasn't true, you know? And so I had like this whole revelation of my life, like God really showed me like who I was through affirmation. Mm -hmm. Like that's why I teach that. Mm -hmm. um, it was like one, one morning at like six in the morning, I was living in Atlanta at the time, and I remember I was just praying, you know, I had a really rough couple of weeks, feeling really depressed, like drinking all the time, you know, trying to suppress what I was feeling because I didn't know what it was. I just was sad. Mm -hmm. I never knew. I would just burst out and crying, start crying in places like, and people were like, you okay, you know? Mm -hmm. But it was because I was depressed. You know, I had symptoms of de depression. And so um, that morning at six in the morning, you know, God really told me to write down affirmations and I didn't know what it was. But I did it, you know, I just started writing like, I am beautiful, I'm smart, I'm, I am amazing, I'm intelligent, I'm worthy, I'm valuable. And so when I got to the middle of the sheet of paper, I really started to feel like encouraged and empowered. And I was like, oh, okay, well, this is different. And um, 
I, did, I wanted to keep writing, but I didn't know what else I was. So I had to ask myself, like, who are you? You know, who, who do you want to be? If you're not this yet, who do you want to be? And I was like, I, I am a great friend. I am a lover of life. I am beautiful. And I just wrote and wrote and wrote. When I got to the end of the sheet of paper, like, what do we do? We put it on Instagram, right? Mm -hmm. So I, like, posted it on, on the gram. Mm -hmm. And then, like, people from everywhere were saying that I inspired them to do affirmations. And I was like, in the moment, I was like, no, I wasn't. Like, I just was doing it for me. But I realized that I gave other people permission to be real about what they were experiencing. And I wasn't alone, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was the day, like, I started my organization, I Am Community. And so that's what we do. We teach self-love, awareness, affirmation. And so it's important because affirmations mm -hmm. are the things that help you, like encourage and empower you to take action, but it also works in your subconscious. So it's like rewriting that narrative that we play in our minds about not being good enough or insecure or not worthy. And when we say these words, these affirmations, it's rewriting. So when I say who, I, who, who am I, mm -hmm. it's important to note that I am a child of God first. Like that's mm -hmm. number one. <laughs> I'm a child of God. I am like beautiful. I'm kind. I'm sincere. I'm compassionate, I'm loving, I'm connected. You know, I'm connected with you right now mm -hmm. while we're having this conversation. And these are my, this is my way of being. And so because I'm being that, I'm creating it every day in my life, you know? And so that's important. People have to know who they are and you identify that through one, what God says about you. Cause mm -hmm. I had to go back to scripture. I didn't know, you know, I didn't really know. But then I, I read things like God tells me like, I'm the apple of his eye. You know, that means like he sees me in a way that's nobody else sees me, you know, and that's important. So I feel like the first thing is just going back to scripture, going back to the word of God and letting that like really build you up and then using your affirmations, your positive self-talk and putting yourself in position to win. When I look into like the basic concepts that we talk about, I see some of the basic ones from Genesis in the Bible talks about the word. Mm -hmm. So when you say I am affirmations, the word I am is not only in connection in relation to the creator, the I am, but the words, the speaking itself is so important because you literally can speak things into existence. Mm -hmm. And it's not just this one concept of uh, the law of just speaking into action, but there's a whole bunch of other concepts that are all intertwined within the word of God. What do you think about that? I tell people like everything's in the Bible. Like I literally, I was talking to a friend one day we were just like making jokes and like we were talking about securing the bag and mm -hmm. we just like looked up, Googled, is secure the bag in the Bible? And I tell you no lie, it really was. Like it, it talked, yeah, it talked about Judas. He used to hold the money bag for, for Jesus, mm -hmm. like while they were out. Like he used to secure his bag for him in the, while they were out in the streets. Mm -hmm. So it's like everything that you can possibly like think about in your life that you may go through, you can go back to scripture. And I feel like what's important to note about that is that our conversation right now isn't about religion or tradition. Mm -hmm. It's just simply about relationship. Right. Just like knowing God for yourself and like getting the wisdom you need. Like I'm up here talking and sharing because I have spent time with God, you know, and I have just cultivated the gift with God that he's given me. And so all of that intellect and wisdom and downloads, all of that stuff is literally coming from the creator. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm a co-creator to the creator. And so I look at how powerful I can be in life when I step in that power and I own it. Um, but just knowing like it goes back to that, like majority of the stuff that I teach comes from scripture. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I make it very relatable and practical, of course. Um, I'm never going to be the one shoving scripture down anybody's throat. Like you need to read your Bible, you know, but mm -hmm. I do understand that it's important. Like that's how we really become better people. You know, if we can really tap into that. I, I really do believe that. And you said communication. You said spirituality. No, you didn't say that. Let me not put words into your mouth. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but you did say something about communication. I believe that spirituality is connection to proper communication. That's good. Uh, not just in the form of like connecting to God, which is a connection, but connecting to yourself is a form of spirituality. Of course. Uh, connecting to others is also spirituality. That's now, how good. do you connect with others? You have to communicate. Mm. You have to communicate to God. You have to communicate to yourself. And you have to communicate to others. So that also brings in what is the quality of your life is based on the quality of your communication mm, and connection. That's good. Um, so tell us about a time where you had to, you know, communicate with the creator because you were going through some times, some troubles, some obstacles, and you have to communicate to yourself so that you can actually know how strong you are, know how great you are. 
Tell us about a time like you that. You know what? That's every day. I'm like coaching myself every day. Like I'm a coach for other people, but I'm always telling myself like you can do it. Like you step into it, own it, walk in it, be powerful, be awesome, be amazing, be the woman that you are mm-hmm. and show up as that. You know, and so I feel like just recently my life has taken a really profound transition. I took this amazing training. It was a personal development training and it helped me to just one, identify the things that were blocking me or stopping me from going to the like next level I wanted to go to. And then two, breaking through that, all of that mm-hmm. stuff. And then lastly, like building community and team. And so I think my biggest challenge was I, I always felt like man, I don't have the support I really want or I don't have like the people who I feel like can really help me and team. But that's not true. Like, you know, when they like the Bible says, like, ask and you shall receive. Mm-hmm. I wasn't asking for help. <laughs> I was like, just like expecting it to happen. But right. it's like I get to com- connect, like you just said, through communication by saying what I need, mm-hmm. you know, and being honest about it and vulnerable and open and, and just expressing that. So I feel like it just comes back to just you know, knowing yourself, that internal self, really mm-hmm. identifying that true core, like the core beliefs of yourself, knowing who God is in you, and then also knowing what your capabilities are on earth. Like, you can do anything. Like, we all have authority and power. Like, that's a gift that God has given us, you know, to do these things. So I just think we have mm-hmm. to start there, for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, a co- like, since we're on the topic of God and spirituality, there's sometimes a a woo-woo space between Hmm. being a Christian and involving in personal development or having different realms of thought that may not necessarily uh, be an adherence to the concepts that you've learned growing up. That can be other people's interpretations. Mm -hmm. I mean, how do you balance those two things, learning and growing, being open to new concepts, all while staying within your faith? Oh man, that's, that's so good. That's a great question. I feel like it goes back to just knowing who you are, like and knowing who God is in your life. Like for me, I'm all all for taking personal development, professional development, spiritual development, but these are all components of my life. You know, I'm I'm just not a spiritual being. Like I have a, a body, so I'm a per, I'm a per, I'm tapping into personal development, but I also have business. Mm-hmm. So that's professional, you know? I also go to therapy. Hey, go to therapy, guys. It's great. It'll change your life. But I, I focus on my mental health too. So I look at it like, and you know, it's it's this is how it is, right? Um, I just look at sometimes some Christians are like really so caught up in the religious aspect of Christianity that they forget about humanity. They forget mm-hmm. that it's about people. It's about connection, you know, but it's like, oh, I have to follow these set of rules and this is how I live my Christian life. But it's it's sort of like, that's not how it works. Like. I don't recall in the Bible anywhere where God says you need to be religious, but he does say you need to know me. You need to let me know you. You know, I'm interested in that. And then you also need to treat my people well. You know, there's a scripture that says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul and your mind, but love others as you love yourself. I can't love nobody if I don't love me. Right. Mm -hmm. But I have to love God first. And so I just think it, it goes back to looking at so many times we hide behind the hallelujah and the praise God but we forget that we have to work on our heart space. Like, what does your heart posture look like for people and for God? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I want to just challenge our community um, to be open, to say, you know what? Yeah, I'm a believer, but I still love people. Like, I have a heart for the LGBTQ community. Like, because I talk to them and I understand that sometimes, just in some conversations I've had, they've been through some really trying stuff. Yeah. So it's like, am I supposed to say, oh, well, I'm a Christian, I can't talk to you. Then where is the love in that? Yeah. You know, because God is love, right? So I have to try to just understand. It may be different for me, but I have to talk to them and understand that they're people too, too. You know, and it's it's about humanity. So I just think um, going back that we just have to really learn how to get away from religion and just um, love God and love ourselves, but love people. You know, have faith in in people and faith in our community. And I I really believe that you know, love can transform anything. Like, I really believe that. Like, if we can love people, even in their mess, even in what they're going through, who knows who they may become just because you decided to love them or I decided to love them. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I just, I, I, I approach life, you know, and I approach people. Mm-hmm. So I'm not perfect at it, but <laughs> I'm definitely working through it for I sure. Mean, I mean, I think once you have that, that thought, that, that idea, that belief, then you, your soul won't rest till your life matches 
Yeah. Your soul. Like that's a that's a concept I thought about. That's because good. sometimes in my own life, I'd be wondering why I have these hunched feelings. Mm. Because in yourself, you can feel selfishly okay with your life. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I got my stuff going on, but then you have these desires, these mm. little hunches pulling yeah, you. It urges. Like you, you want to do this, and then you wonder why. Why is it that I want to do that? Mm -hmm. That's because that's something that, that was bestowed upon you—an yeah. opportunity to create and to contribute. Yeah. And I love true. the fact that you said that it's not about religion; it's about how are you treating, connecting to the people around you. Mm -hmm. When you're being too religious, you're fighting for a status. Mm. You know. Are you fighting for Christ? Who are you really fighting for? Yeah. I mean, Jesus himself spoke amongst the, the biggest sinners, right? And he was like, I didn't come for those who are saved. Yeah. I came for those who need me, who yeah. are not. That's good. So I think it's, as professionals in the field of helping people personally develop, I think it's up to us to start to reach out to those people who yeah. are in the low depths of their lives to just empower them and give them that, that Yeah, and I, I think also... You know, going back to the whole urges conversation you just had, um, even the Bible says that, like, resist the, the devil and he will flee. Like, mm -hmm. we all have urges, right? We all have things that we would, like, want to do. And it doesn't necessarily mean that those things are right. Mm -hmm. And they may be wrong. It may be wrong for our own personal lives. But it's kind of like, resist that. Like, keep going forward, staying focused on what you're doing, and, like, eliminate the things that don't matter. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I feel like that's when we start to see that transformation. When we just stay focused, because we all have urges. Like, life is full of temptation. <laughs> but it's like, you know, you have to just stay focused on your path and what's, what's, what you're called to do. I mean, I say like there's like body urges, the animal, animal nature urge, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. the urge to just go out and, you know, have some mom moment of fun temporarily. And there's a soul urge mm -hmm. that's more in a higher plane, like an urge to do something more, something greater, something bigger. Mm -hmm. So it's really how you see it. It's good. And when you think of urges, you could think of like a surge. You know how there's like a power surge, mm -hmm. not enough power going through like the cord. Yeah. You know, like you got to stay plugged in to get yeah. source. So how do we plug in? <laughs> how do we plug into the creator? How do we plug into that inner being uh, that allows us to lift us out of darkness, out of a tough moment? How did you plug in? Well, first of all, I had to get around people who believed in me, mm -hmm. you know, because like your environment is so important. Like, that's the first thing. I'm not even going to tell somebody, go read your Bible first. That's not what I'm going to say first. I'm going to say, get around people who believe in you because those people are the ones that are going to help you. Like, you're going to get around them and you're going to be like, wow, I like how they are. I like what they do. I like how, what they represent. And then you're going to want to be a part of that. You're, you're going to see, like, the difference in them. And then you're going to identify that you can make the same change, you know? Mm -hmm. So I feel like get around, like, at least five people who are really on their stuff like my mentor told me like get it like Nikki get around ultra successful people and you'll be successful mm -hmm. because I'll start to pick up on their habits mm -hmm. I'll start to like if they wake up at three guess what I'm gonna wake up at three because I'm like I don't want to be miss, missing out like I want to wake up at three o'clock so it's about like surrounding yourself around the right people and then I also just say you know talk to God for yourself like just do it yourself whether that looks like just in your mind out loud don't feel pressured about it, but just have a conversation with God. Mm -hmm. Some people I've met have never heard of God, mm -hmm. never heard of Jesus ever. And so it's like I get to be the first person that opens up that opportunity for them. And it's a it's a blessing, you know. So I feel like it's just about get around the right people and just being friends with God first, like for yourself in your mm -hmm. own space. You know, when you talk about surrounding yourself with the right people, there's the concept of getting away from the wrong people. Mm -hmm. But I found that to be a, it's a, it's a, it's something you know you sometimes need to do if you're in a circle of friends that are negative, mm -hmm. let's say, maybe do a lot of gossiping or anything that you may be indulging in at the time, but when you've gotten to your level of growth, you realize, oh, I can't, I gotta step away from that. Yeah. But how do you necessarily do that when you care and love for those people? How do you take them? Can you take them with you? Do you not? I mean, what do you do? This is like, it's something we all struggle with, I'm yeah. sure. No, for sure. I mean, I, I've had challenges with that as well. Um, I feel like you just have to know, really know who you are and like where you're going. Because like every level you go to, like people can't, like everybody can't go. 
-hmm. And that's just the truth. Like, if they go, they're literally going to slow you down. So it's like, you have to know inside yourself, like, where you're called to go and just remember that. And I feel like, you know, when they say, like, love people from a distance, like, really love them from a distance. You don't have to, like, cut them off and I'm done and mm -hmm. no new friends. That's, like, <laughs> whack, right? Like, yeah. just give yourself space sometimes. Sometimes you have to separate from people and then you'll be so surprised how much you'll ele elevate. You know, you'll, you'll just go to, like, higher heights mm -hmm. because you decided to make a change. Because sometimes, you know, people around us can bring us down, unfortunately. And it can even be family sometimes, right? Yeah. Um, so you just have to identify you know, we all know within us if it's if it's right or not. We know. We mm -hmm. have that innate feeling, that discernment, and it's like, this ain't it. You know, mm -hmm. it's, it's not right. Mm -hmm. But you still want to do it yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you either care about the person or you just wanna you want them to go with you. Um, but like, in order for you to change the world, sometimes you have to just kind of step out and do it on your own. And then sometimes you can always come back. You can always come back and get those people if you know, as long as it wasn't like a real toxic. Mm -hmm. horrible situation but you can always come back and say you know hey like i've gotten to this place like i want you to be a part of this and i want to just celebrate you for having my back when i didn't have it you yeah. know and like being with me in those moments um but just going sometimes going back but just knowing that you know this is a hard topic because it's like i hate to do that yeah, <laughs> i'm I know, like I i'm the mean. one that's like oh god i have to stop talking to who like what you know, but um, I know in order to really help the amount of people that I get to help, I can't have so much baggage. Like, I have to be, like, really free of this stuff. Um, and so I just try my hardest to be around people who inspire me, who are on higher levels than me, because I aspire to be where they are. Like, one of my mentors, he's a millionaire. Like, he's an investment banker. And, like, just listening to his conversation, it's just different. The conversation's different. When you're around successful people, they're not talking about the stuff that, you know, mm -hmm. me and like Ray Ray might have been talking about. <laughs> like mm -hmm. me and this investment banker, we're talking about different stuff. And so it, it causes me and challenges me to level up. So I just feel like it goes back to just, you know, in different seasons, not in every season, people can't go to every season. And you just have to be open and just honest with that. And um, I also do this really great prayer when it's time for me to like, you know, mm -hmm. separate from people. I just ask God to give me the grace to like go through the separation without feeling the effects of it, you mm -hmm. know, because that those effects are real. Yeah, <laughs> but they help you. They mm -hmm. help you go to where you need to go. Yeah, it's like the so. detachment period. Mm -hmm. But I can guarantee, like, when you end up breaking off from a situation and you really focus on where you're going, you'll be like, "Wow, look at what I accomplished!" And that situation made you better. So it's like you have to be grateful for everything. So Nikki, we've been talking about your life, empowering others. We've been talking about spirituality, connection, relationships. But look at you, you're a businesswoman as well. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about entrepreneurship. We live in the age of entrepreneurs, or solo entrepreneurs, women entrepreneurs, all types of entrepreneurship ventures. What does entrepreneurship mean to you? Wow, that's a great question. It means just creating your life. You know, business is so powerful. And I feel like we're in such a time where women are really stepping into this. Like they're becoming business owners. They're just stepping up to the plate and they're creating. And I look at it. It's so fascinating to me because it's like millennials. We we're dreamers like we want to see some stuff happen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so yeah. we're like getting out there and we're creating and we're um, becoming a part of a world of a universe that is so impactful and, and inspiring, you mm -hmm. know, to the next generation that's coming up. So business for me is like in entrepreneurship, it's just creating your own lane. Like gone are the days where I want to build someone, someone else's empire. Like I yeah. want to see what I can do. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to work for a finance company in New York and I remember I was making close to a million dollars a month in sales. Mm -hmm. Of course I didn't make a million dollars, right? Mm -hmm. My check was nowhere close to that, but I was making the company that, and I would look at my numbers and I would see my name on the board and I'll see the numbers and I would say, you know, um, wow, if I could do this for them, like imagine what I could do for myself if I had the right systems in place, you know? And so actually that job fired me, which I'm so grateful that you guys did that. Uh, <laughs> because had it not been for them, like yeah. they would never push me out um, to like do my book and start speaking and coaching. And um, I just look at it like I was able to design my life the way I wanted it to be without being dependent on someone else's dream. Like I'm a dreamer, I have my own dreams, my own aspirations, uh, my own way of touching the world. So I feel like entrepreneurship is really about designing your life, creating it, and it just being as amazing as you choose it to be. Mm -hmm. Like 
guiding your ship mm-hmm. and then building in another ship and be like, hey, guys, I got a ship. I got a ship. <laughs> Come on board. <laughs> right. And going towards that destination, having yeah. a vision. Yeah. So what would you say is, what did you take? When, when did you become officially an entrepreneur? When did you say, I'm an entrepreneur now? When was that? That's funny. Uh, so that was the day I, where I shared the story about when I was living in Atlanta, I went through depression, um, did my affirmations, posted it, and then I launched my social media page called the I Am Challenge that day. Mm-hmm. So this was like 2015, September 15, 2015. And um, I called it the I Am Challenge and I was like, no, it's, it's greater than that, it's better than that. It's really a community of people, like, cause mm-hmm. we all feel the same. And so I called it I Am Community. And I looked online, nobody else had this name. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is it. And that was the day I actually launched it. Like I launched that. I didn't necessarily start it as a business per se, um, cause I still was like working for corporate and everything. But I, I, I got like t-shirts and everything. And I was like, I, I just want to get this message out about I Am and affirmations. And um, I would say I, I started it that day. It wasn't until like two years later um, when I started writing my book and I was putting things out there and I was like, this is real, this is for real. Like I'm doing this mm-hmm. for real and this is serious and I should take it seriously. And so I just jumped on it and went from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, you started, it all starts with an Instagram page. Yeah. I always tell people. Do it for the gram. It all starts with a gram profile. <laughs> yeah. You know, that, that's the new garage. Mm-hmm. And then you launched that community and tell us some of the other milestones yeah. within your career so far. Um, so I wrote my very first book. I wrote it in 30 days. So I knew I wanted wow. to write a book. Yeah, it's going to get even better. Don't worry. Let me just days. get started. Well, it was a long story how it meant, but my life is super miraculous. Like I experience miracles, like literally big miracles every day. And um, I remember I wanted to write a book and I didn't know what I was doing, but I just started writing on a Microsoft Word document. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. <laughs> this is like not making sense. And I, I just pray for help. And on that same day, I sold a seed, a financial seed into TD Jake's ministry. I just did it because I was like, I believe in the principle of sowing, sowing, reaping, give, giving, seed time harvest. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I want to sow a seed. I had just got like my income tax when I was working and I was like, I want to sow a seed. And I did. The next day, a friend of mine calls me and she's like, oh, you're in Atlanta. There's this guy. He like writes books. You should meet him. He could probably help you with your book. And I was like, great. Hit him up, met him. He literally helped me with the template, with everything on this book on how to write it. So I wrote it in 30 days. Great. This book didn't come out until three years later. It came out three years later because I went through so many different changes and mm-hmm. obstacles in my life. And um, it was just hard to put, it was the hardest thing I ever did. It was like I was giving birth to something, which I was clearly yeah. not in the physical, but I was birthing something new in my life. And it was so hard to, to finish, you know? And um, I was just encouraged during the, the journey of finishing. but. Um, in 2017, like when I was really close to like putting the book out, my mom passed away from cancer. And so that was re- very devastating, um, really hard um, for myself, for my family. And to this day, it still is. But I feel like that happening really put a fuel in me to make me go after my dreams. And one of the lessons I learned from my mom passing is that I had to live life for myself because like, People say we only get one life, but we get to really live life every day, you know? And so I wasn't living life for real. I was just kind of going through the the motions. And so I decided to move to New York. That's when I moved to New York. I lived there for two years and New York was like my new start. You know, I went through something very traumatic in Atlanta, lost my mom and I was like, I have to like do something else. So I went to New York and it just gave me a new fire. It was like, I got a new start, you know? And so that's when I finished the book and put it out. Like I was working at the job there. My numbers were close to a million a month. They started dropping because I was focusing on my book. They gave me a pink slip. They was like, you fired. I was like, okay, I already cleaned my desk off. No problem. Um, You're ready so to go. I was ready because I knew it was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it was coming. Um, but yeah, like I put the book out. And so it just was like, it was such a great journey, but it taught me so much about myself. Like I had to go through so many challenges and so many transitions that I never knew, like, why did I have to go through it just to produce this? But I believe that, you know, God uses those moments and they're hard, you know, because I know some people are probably going through some really tough things in life, you know, Mm -hmm. and it may feel like, 
why me? You know, but it's like, why not you? Because God can use any broken place of your life and make you great. And it's not about fame or success. It's about making an impact and influencing people, you know? And I feel like that's something my mom would definitely have wanted for me. And so I just used that and I just looked at it in my life and I was like, I can, I can use this and I can, I can use the hard stuff, I can use the ashes and I can turn it into beauty. And mm -hmm. so that's what I did going through that. So you gotta just go through the process. Life is, mm -hmm. processes is hard stuff. It's a lot of trauma sometimes. It's some challenges, it's like breakups, it's mm -hmm. like divorce, it's like fighting, it's death, it's like all this stuff. And you just have to like really zone in and, and remember what you're called to do and, and focus on that. What was the anchor for you? Um, was staying grounded with finishing or what do you mean by that? Through some of the tough times you just told me, what was the anchor? I feel like my community, my family, you know, you never really know how much you need your family until you like go through some stuff. Mm -hmm. So we had to figure out how to work, work it out and work together. And just having that love with people that I trust, mm -hmm. that I don't have to be Nikki Price or the speaker or the coach. I could just be me. Like Nikki I could, Price, you have such a famous person. Well, name. you know, that's Nikki where Price. That's where I it's mean, going. <laughs> you are you know? made to <laughs> Yeah, I know, but you know, with family, it's like you could yeah. just be they know you as like little Nikki, not yeah, like they you don't know. know you like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's like you can just be yourself. And then just being around people I really love and that genuinely love me, you know, and accept me for all that I am. And then just my faith, you know, my faith in God. That was really it. Like I just always connected to that. And I realized that one of the things that I asked God when I went through the situation with my mom, losing my mom, I said, well, what's the exchange? Mm -hmm. You know, because th this is what I'm going through. So what are you going to exchange with me? Like, what can I, I can give you this, the hurt, the devastation, the pain, you know, but what's the exchange? What will you give back to me? And so I look at my life and I'm like, I'm so blessed. And it's not because of anything, but it's just because of who God is to me. He's a good father, you know, and he wants to reward. He rewards those who diligently seek him. And so I just look at my life being so amazing and my anchor is just going back to my community, my faith, and just really believing in myself too. That's really important. And what's pulling you forward? Um, I feel like just people. The fact that I really can help people because I've been depressed. I've been in a place where I didn't know who I was. So I know what that feels like, I get it. So when I hear other people share their stories, I'm like, wow. You know, I, um, I met a young lady and she really inspired me. You know, she talked about she wanted, she attempted suicide a few times. And like just hearing her say that, I just, it brought tears to my eyes. Like I never wanted to commit suicide, of course not, but I've, I've thought that, you know, when I was going through those depressive times, like you think that, but then it's like, you know, I'm not gonna do that. But then you hear other people talk about it, he's like, wow, I'm not alone. Like, I, like you actually felt like that, but it was an attempt for her. And you know, when I heard her story, I just felt so compelled. Like I had this like bag that said, I am enough. And I bought it when I was in DC a couple of months ago. And so I brought it to her and I was like, I wanna give this to you as a gift, you know? And she just hugged me and we just hugged each other. And she told me, she texted me um, like the next day and she was like, You know, the prescription bottle of pills that I use to attempt suicide, I put it in this bag and I keep it, you know? And it was like, wow. Like these are the, the um, impacts that we get to make on the lives of people we meet, mm -hmm. you know? And so those are the things that pull me. When I can hear a story like that and see that there's something small, like that's something small, right? But for her, it's like, she can always look at this bag and see that she's enough. And she can remember, like, I told her that. Like, Nikki Price told you you're enough. And I can guarantee she probably won't ever do that again, you know? But it's like God puts, puts us in people's lives so we can, like, make that impact on them. It's, she inspired me, you know, doing that, just doing the act that she did. But I also inspired her. So that what pulls me is just knowing that I can connect with people in a way that makes them want to change and do something different. And that they get to live like you get to live <laughs> mm -hmm. and that's important to me. And when your spirit transfers to another dimension and then we classify it as death, what do you want us to say about you? Um, I want people just to know and I want them to say like that I really did my best with inspiring people, that it was important that I made an impact and I left my imprint on this world. Mm -hmm. and. 
you know, that I took my ego on whenever my ego came up, because it comes up yeah. sometimes, you know, and I have mm-hmm. to coach myself through it. But like, that I really made a difference in somebody's life, you know? I want, I want my funeral to be like a black party. I don't mm-hmm. want people to be like, it's just two people in here, nobody cares. Like, I want people to really see like, wow, she really did, she did it, you mm-hmm. know? And I want to feel like that for myself. Like I put, I have a book called Dreamers Take Action. Um, it's the blueprint to go from dreamer to doer. And that's my first book that I wrote. And I talked about that. A chapter in my book is called Die Empty, you know? Um, We should leave our gifts. We should not ever, like, we don't know when our time comes. So we should, like, empty everything that we have. Like, God has put so much in us, you know? And every day we should be, like, working towards that and, like, just emptying ourselves. Um, Les Brown said something. I'm going to say it in a different way because I can't remember the exact quote. But he said, like, the, the cemetery is, like, the most wealthy place on the planet. Why? Because so many people left the earth and with their gifts, their mm-hmm. talents, their million dollar ideas out of fear. They left it because of fear or they didn't know how to do it. So they did nothing. So it's like, I don't want to be that person. I want to leave everything here. So when it's my time, I'm like ready to go. I'm like, God, let's, it's time. Let's go. Like, mm-hmm. and I did everything that I could. And there's so much more because every time we reach a level, there's another level of evolution, mm-hmm. you know? So it's all about just releasing all of that and dying empty when it's time. So I just want people to say like, Nikki Price, she died empty. Yeah. <laughs> like she left everything. She left everything. I love that. Yeah. It's, it's evolution for revolution. Mm-hmm. That's good. What are some of the projects that you have going on right now? So a couple of things. Oh gosh, I'm doing a lot of stuff and I'm just glad um, to talk about it. Um, I'm in the works right now of um, working with Broward County Schools. So I really want to get my workshops and courses and curriculums in the schools. Um, So Florida passed a bill about mental health um, that they have to take these courses in schools. And so I really want to bring that into schools. I'm definitely an advocate for mental health. So that's really important to me. So that's what I'm working on within the next 12 months. I'm launching another book, book number two, The Empowered Woman. So this is for women, of course, men can read it too if you want, but it just teaches you how to walk in your power and own it and be empowered uh, for your process in life. And I have a mentorship community. So with I Am Community, we're doing mentorship, personal and professional development for entrepreneurs or just people, period, who want to become entrepreneurs, but they're just trying to figure out what works for them. And I just had an event, the mentorship meetup. We did it at the Aloft Aventura. Huge success. We had 150 registrants. I mean, full house. And I mean, the U.S. Coast Guard was one of our sponsors. And we just had some dope people in there who were hungry, 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 hungry for change. And so I'm glad that I get to create things like that. And so that's where we're at. We're, we're really busy, mm-hmm. um, like really, really busy, but it's exciting. And I, I can't wait to see what I get to create once I finish everything and everything's in the works. So you guys look out for that. Um, tell us about your podcast and social platforms. Yes, podcast. You're right. So, uh, it's called the Mentorship Meetup. And so what we do is we teach personal and professional development. So I have influencers that I personally have relationships with all across the country who come on this podcast and share their wealth of knowledge with people who are aspiring entrepreneurs or are already entrepreneurs. So you get to hear from very successful and affluent business owners. And we want to just give you some real good advice that can change your life, you know, and get you started. Because what I was finding was when I was going to events and I was speaking, a lot of entrepreneurs year two to four, they're saying they're struggling. They don't know where to go for answers. They don't know how to find a mentor or a coach. And so that compelled me to launch my mentorship community and then create the podcast and the event. Mm -hmm. So we're giving you guys all the resources. All you really have to do is show up. Mm -hmm. You just got to show up. And so that's that's what we're doing. Um, Social platforms where they can find me. Uh, Instagram, I am Nikki Price. So you have to spell it. It's very unique Mm -hmm. and beautiful. So it's uh, I am N-I-K-K-I-E-P-R-Y-C. E. If you spell it another way, you might find a Nikki Price that's not me. So I'm just like letting you know. Facebook, Twitter, I am Nikki Price. You can find me there. And Nikki Price, mm-hmm. what would be your final message to empower somebody to shine light on their unlimited power, their gifts that's lying dormant in the graveyard of their limited beliefs? Mm. Wow, that's a great question. Um, I want to actually look directly Go at ahead. this that's, person that's exactly what <laughs> because I, I want them to know how 
much they matter to the world and how important they are and how important your gifts are to the world and to me. You know, because when you actually step in your unlimited power, you get to create the life you truly want. And not just for yourself, but for every person you come in contact with. So imagine if you were to walk into your greatness and look, greatness looks different for everybody. Like I'm a leader, but you don't have to be the person that goes in the front and that's the person that's gonna go in the fire first. You don't have to be that person. You can be a leader in admin, in administration. You, you can be a leader in singing. You can be a leader in, I don't know, being a school teacher. Like everybody has their own lane, but I feel like it's important to be in your lane and maximize and expand that lane because you never know who's watching you. Somebody's always watching and they're always waiting for you to show up. So I feel like if you really want it, step into that, walk in that, just allow God and ask God to help you. But be in that. And I feel like once you be that, you get to create unlimited possibilities in the world. And I feel like that's how we make the world a better place. You know, that's how we stop the mass shootings and terrorism and all these things that are happening. We get to create that by who we plan on being and who we commit to being. And I think that's important. So stay with that, be with that, um, walk with that, but own that own that and you are powerful you are beautiful you are amazing and i hope wh whoever's watching if you need a word like please just follow me on instagram i'm always encouraging and motivating people you can also follow my community i am community underscore and we're all, all always giving out motivation and inspiration so i hope that helps that helps a lot yeah that was powerful. <laughs> i really like that enjoy talking thank to you. you fifth inch handshake of the day yeah man <laughs> and uh <laughs> thank you Thank you so much for watching. Thank you for tuning into the Unlimited Power Show. Once again, my name is Edward Giles. Please be sure to follow this platform at Unlimited Power Show. And I want to remind you that you have the unlimited power, the unlimited potential within you to achieve whatever it is that you want and to become and evolve to the person that you were meant to be. But first, you have to believe it before that idea can become a reality. And until that happens, uh, the world will forever miss all your gifts all your talents and all the great things that you have to offer. So remember, let your light shine, don't hide it, don't dim it. Thank you. Peace. <laughs>